Hello, and welcome to Bible Bedtime. My name is Dana, and I am your host. Tonight is, is episode 205 of Bible Bedtime, and we are finishing the book of Numbers tonight. If you are new to Bible Bedtime, then welcome. Just a word about how Bible Bedtime works. I read two full chapters of the Bible in a soft voice and playing tranquil sounds and music to help lull you to sleep. And I read these chapters in order. For example, in this fourth season, I'm reading the fourth book of the Old Testament, which is Numbers. And when that's finished tonight, I will move to the fourth chapter of the New Testament, which is John. And I'll read two chapters a, a night until I reach the end of the book of John. And then that will be the end of season four. Now, if you have an opportunity to do so, it would bless me tremendously if you would leave a rating and maybe a review on any of the podcast apps that you use, Spotify, Apple iTunes, any other app that allows you to do that. And here's why. Even a poor review or a poor rating does help others find Bible bedtime and especially a review will help others decide if it is a podcast that they may want to listen to. It also helps me to get some feedback from all of the thousands of listeners across world. If you'd like to give other feedback, you can email me at BibleBedtimePodcast at gmail.com or you can join us on Facebook. I love hearing from listeners. Now, before we finish up the book of Numbers, Let's just take a moment to let go of our day. You've done all you need to do today. Everything else can wait until tomorrow. You have no idea what tomorrow may bring. And it is best if you have a few things most important, having your faith in God, but secondly, having the rest that your body and your mind, your soul and your spirit needs in order to function as well as possible. So often in our world, we see rest as a weakness. It is not. 
Our bodies were designed by our Creator to require rest every day. And when we rest, as we were designed to do, it brings glory to our Creator. So this is your opportunity to worship God by doing nothing but breathing in and breathing out and allowing your brain to reset. Now, if you are snuggled up already in your favorite sleeping position, nestled into your pillow just right with the covers pulled over you, however you prefer, then I invite you to join me in taking three deep breaths. One, two, and three. Very good. Numbers 30. On the plains of Moab, by the Jordan, across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to give the Levites towns to live in. From the inheritance the Israelites will possess, and give them pasture lands around the towns. Then they will have towns to live in and pasture lands for their cattle, flocks, and all their other livestock. The pasture lands around the towns that you give the Levites will extend out 1,500 feet from the town wall Outside the town, measure 3,000 feet on the east side, 3,000 on the south side, 3,000 on the west, and 3,000 on the north, with the town in the center. They will have this area as pasture land for the towns. Six of the towns you give to the Levites will be cities of refuge to which a person who has killed someone may flee. In addition, give them 42 other towns. In all, you must give the Levites 48 towns together with their pasture lands The towns you give the Levites from the land the Israelites possess are to be given in proportion to the inheritance of each tribe. Take many towns from a tribe that has many, but few from one that has few. Then the Lord said to Moses, Speak 
to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into Canaan, select some towns to be your cities of refuge, to which a person who has killed someone accidentally may flee. They will be places of refuge from the avenger, so that a person accused of murder may not die before he stands trial before the assembly. These six towns you give will be your cities of refuge. Give three on this side of the Jordan and three in Canaan as cities of refuge. These six towns will be a place of refuge for Israelites, aliens, and any other people living among them, so that anyone who has killed another accidentally can flee there. If a man strikes someone with an iron object so that he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. Or if anyone has a stone in his hand that could kill, and he strikes someone so that he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. Or if anyone has a wooden object in his hand that could kill, and he hits someone, so that he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. If anyone with malice aforethought shoves another or throws something at him intentionally so that he dies or in hostility he hits him with his fist so that he dies that person shall be put to death he is a murderer the avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. But if without hostility someone suddenly shoves another or throws something at him unintentionally or without seeing him drops a stone on him that could kill him and he dies, then since he was not his enemy and he did not intend to harm him, the assembly must judge between him and the avenger of blood according to these regulations. The assembly must protect the one accused of murder from the avenger of blood and send him back to the city of refuge to which he fled. He must stay there until the death of the high priest 
who was anointed with the holy oil. But if the accused ever goes outside the limits of the city of refuge to which he has fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the city, the avenger of blood may kill the accused without being guilty of murder. The accused must stay in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. Only after the death of the high priest may he return to his own property. These are to be legal requirements for you throughout the generations to come, wherever you live. Anyone who kills a person is to be put to death as a murderer only on the testimony of witnesses. But no one is to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Do not accept a ransom for the life of a murderer who deserves to die. He must surely be put to death. Do not accept a ransom for anyone who has fled to a city of refuge, and so allow him to go back and live on his own land before the death of the high priest. Do not pollute the land where you are. Bloodshed pollutes the land, and atonement cannot be made for the land on which the blood has been shed, except by the blood of the one who shed it. Do not defile the land where you live and where I dwell, for I, the Lord, dwell among the Israelites. The family heads of the clan of Gilead son of Machir, son of Manasseh, who were from the clans of the descendants of Joseph, came and spoke before Moses and the leaders, the heads of the Israelite families. They said, When the Lord commanded my Lord to give the land as an inheritance to the Israelites by lot. He ordered you to give the inheritance of our brother Zelophehad to his daughters. Now suppose they marry men from other Israelite tribes. Then their inheritance will be taken from our ancestral inheritance and added to that of the tribe they marry into. And so part 
of the inheritance allotted to us will be taken away. When the year of Jubilee for the Israelites comes, their inheritance will be added to that of the tribe into which they marry, and their property will be taken from the tribal inheritance of our forefathers. Then, at the Lord's command, Moses gave this order to the Israelites. What the tribe of the descendants of Joseph is saying is right. This is what the Lord commands for Zelophehad's daughters. They may marry anyone they please as long as they marry within the tribal clan of their father. No inheritance in Israel is to pass from tribe to tribe for every Israelite shall keep the tribal land inherited from his forefathers. Every daughter who inherits land in any Israelite tribe must marry someone in her father's tribal clan so that every Israelite will possess the inheritance of his fathers. No inheritance may pass from tribe to tribe, for each Israelite tribe is to keep the land it inherits. So Zelophehad's daughters did as the Lord commanded Moses. Zelophehad's daughters, Mala, Tirza, Hagla, Milka, and Noah, married their cousins on their father's side. They married within the clans of the descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph. And their inheritance remained in their father's clan and tribe. These are the commands and regulations the Lord gave through Moses to the Israelites on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. That is the end of the book of Numbers. Proverbs chapter 28, 1 through 28. The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. 
When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a man of understanding and knowledge maintains order. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law resist them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. He who keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. He who increases his wealth by exorbitant interest amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. If anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, even his prayers are detestable. He who leads the upright along an evil path will fall into his own trap, but the blameless will receive a good inheritance. A rich man may be wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has discernment sees through him. When the righteous triumph, there is great elation. But when the wicked rise to power, men go into hiding. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked man ruling over a helpless people. Tyrannical ruler lacks judgment, but he who hates ill-gotten gain will enjoy a long life. A man tormented by the guilt of murder will be a fugitive till death. Let no one support him. He whose walk is blameless is kept safe 
that he whose ways are perverse will suddenly fall. He who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. A faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, yet a man will do wrong for a piece of bread. A stingy man is eager to get rich and is unaware that poverty awaits him. He who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. He who robs his father or mother and says, it's not wrong. He is a partner to him who destroys. A greedy man stirs up dissension, but he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. He who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. He who gives to the poor will lack nothing, but he who closes his eyes to them receives many curses. When the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding, but when the wicked perish, the righteous thrive. And now, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. It's time to sleep in sweet dreams. <laughs>